the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a real kingdom impact. We are here every week on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast on the Word FM 1007.com. On today's program, we are focusing on Christians in the arts. We didn't plan this, but it turns out that both of our guests are in the arts. So this is our arts and entertainment program. First, we have Marshall Younger, who is a writer, director, and showrunner for Focus on the Family's longstanding, award-winning Adventures in Odyssey. I'm sure you and your children have heard it. And in our second segment, we have Renee Davis and Sarah Herleman of Village Arts, and they'll be discussing the importance of cultivating a local Christian arts community and their upcoming play, Abandon. Well, Marshall Younger, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Yeah, it's really great to be here. Thanks. Well, it's great to have you here. I've been talking to you for a long time about coming down. Glad yeah. you made it. So a little bio here on Marshall. Marshall Younger is a professional scriptwriter, including work in radio, TV, film, stage, and books. Uh, most importantly, he's a father of yep. four and grandfather of five. Yep. And he's been writing for Focus on the Family's Adventure and Odyssey for 31 of its 36 years. And he's currently a writer, director, and showrunner. And as showrunner, that means that he oversees all the storylines and the scripts for this internationally known award-winning program that, again, I'm sure you've heard at some point, if not every day. I know my children are tuning into it every day. And so we're going to be talking with Marshall. We're talking with Marshall about creating uplifting and God-honoring entertainment, which is not so easy. So, Marshall, uh, you know, got to ask, how does one, you know, become a writer for Adventures in Odyssey? Well, uh, people come to uh, become a writer on Adventures in Odyssey in a lot of different ways. The way I came was that uh, I decided I wanted to be a writer when I was in the third grade. And, uh, and I, I never kind of wavered from that. I studied it in high school. I studied it in college. I studied it in grad school. And I was hired out of grad school after I wrote a, an audio drama for, for a class. And I had never even heard a radio drama myself, much less written one. But I, I wrote this audio drama, and it was sent to focus on the family. And, and they liked it enough where they called me and asked me to write a script. And uh as they say, how do other people, since you oversee the other writers, how do other uh, people get get a job writing for uh, radio theater is just wonderful. It's really yeah. don't want to say it's a lost art because you're doing it, but it's certainly faded it's, come, out. it's making a comeback. Uh, uh, audio drama is making a comeback. There's a lot of a lot of actually uh, faith based uh, audio drama that's out there right now. And um, the, well, the, the way you can become a writer on on the show now is uh, it's a little bit easier than than what I did was that uh, you get, become part of the apprenticeship program um, where we uh, where you can work for as a writer on the team for a year or so, and uh, and and so you, you learn the craft. Okay, and I'm told you don't have any openings right now, so don't don't call her right at this moment, but we're going to talk about that um, toward the end of the program, about that you actually disciple 
uh, people into arts and entertainment, the Christian right. arts and entertainment, which is fantastic. So, so why, why do you think it's so hard and it is it is difficult um, to make something that is both entertaining, you know, and uplifting, inspiring with a you know Christian and a biblical worldview storyline? So. Why do you think it's so difficult to pull that off? It, it really is a special skill to be able to, um, to to make God honoring entertainment and to have a message that is that is Christ centered and also be entertaining. Because there there are a lot of obviously there's a lot of entertaining entertainers out there who are good at making uh, entertaining shows, but they're not God honoring. No. And there's not a lot, most a, let's most say, right? yeah let's say and 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 there there are a lot of God honoring people who are out there trying to make it and are not doing very well in the entertainment sec part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really hard to, to to find people who can who can do both of those things uh because they they have not there's not a whole lot of training to to be able to to combine those those two things. It's getting better. It's mm-hmm. getting better in film schools and art schools um those kinds of things, but uh um but but yeah, it's it's difficult. Well, do you think it's like Christianity overall and uh, you know, the sort of we've abandoned Arts and entertainment, in a way, we sort of given it over. Is that part of it? It, it is. Uh, there has been times in, and I think, in, in Christian history where we've decided, okay, uh, we're not going to even involve ourselves in arts and t- entertainment because that's of the world. Okay. Um, and I obviously, obviously, don't believe that. I believe the stories are a, are a big part. Uh, of the Christian walk, and as, as a matter of fact, I believe Jesus believed that too uh, <laughs> yeah, when he when he told pretty, when he told so many parables. Clear, yeah, he told he told a few stories yeah. in his time, didn't he? So and and that uh, and so therein, I guess, lies the solution because you know, Adventures in Odyssey being on the air for thirty six years, you're approaching yeah. one thousand episodes. The secret of its success is story. Exactly, exactly, and um, you know we, we've been focused on this since uh, since the very beginning. Um, Doctor Dobson, who was the founder of Focus on the Family, he was a, he did a daily broadcast with Bruce Wilkinson, who was a, a pastor and a, a, an author. Um, and Bruce Wilkinson challenged him because uh, you know Doctor Dobson would get on and he would even he would talk about how awful entertainment is out there in Hollywood and, and even, even children's entertainment is awful. And, and he challenged him and said, you know, you can't just, you can't just complain about what's out there. You've got to create an alternative. And so from the very, very beginning, we, we decided uh, that we were going to, uh, uh, um, we, we were going to make something that was, that was God honoring and, uh, and, 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 and to, to fill a void, I think, because people are looking for that. People are, are, are aching for things that they can let their, their kids listen to and, and watch um, that, that can be optimistic at the, at the least, but be something that's Christ-centered at the most. Yeah, when we were talking before the show, you were saying even though, of course, the gospel has to go out, if we lead with it, that that often shuts down the ability to reach people. So it's in Christian entertainment. Yeah. We're saying here's, it should be t- turn it around and start with the entertainment. Yeah, here, here's the thing that here's the thing that that might be controversial. <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds controversial. Is that uh, when we look at when we look at our stories, we try to be entertaining first, even before the message. Um, and obviously, we want the message in there. Obviously, that that that's that's our our goal. Um, but if we're not entertaining, if we're not telling a good story, um, then what's the point? Nobody's going to listen. Um, and that, that's, that's one of the good things about Odyssey is that it comes at it from different, from all different angles. You, you can, you, you listen to a show and you never know what you're going to get. It could be a comedy. It could be an adventure. It could be a mystery. Mm-hmm. It could be a Bible story. It could be a historical story. Um, and we would come at it from different angles. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons for its longevity as well. 
Uh, and certainly among children and adults, uh, I believe yeah. that, that this, you know. Yeah. Well, here, here's the interesting thing that we're finding now, and this is so much fun. I love this, is that we're getting uh, emails from, from parents who said, I grew up on Adventures in Odyssey. These are, these are people in their 30s, 40s say, I grew up on Adventures in Odyssey, and now I'm giving it to my kids. And, uh, so, oh, man, that is, that is just it's so tremendous. That is, that's, it's, going, uh, it's, it's extending beyond one generation. That's fantastic. And as we mentioned, you're approaching a thousand episodes. A thousand next year. episodes, yes. You're going to be uh, to um, uh, be celebrating that next year. Um, That's right. But this internship program, tell me about and again, don't don't call it right right now because there are no openings <laughs> in it. But but what, how do you disciple someone into this craft? Well, it, it's and that's that's basically what uh, what we were talking about is is that we teach someone for, for, uh, how to write and then also how to write for audio drama. It's a different skill to write for audio drama. And so, and, and, and to, to, to get across a message in a subtle way, that's not, that doesn't sound like a sermon because that, that's oftentimes the thing that, that people, that uh, Christian entertainers will kind of lean on is that is is the last is, it's the last scene where somebody just tells you what the lesson is whereas <laughs> whereas is if you have a story that 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 builds on that and and, and it, the whole thing is about the lesson then i think that reaches people because it, it can make it makes it part of the part of themselves you know they make it make the story their own uh, because they were able to figure out okay this oh yes that's what the lesson is that's what that's how it relates to me uh, and, and that's that's the whole point of, of trying, trying to get these these new writers, and, and they've always been really young people uh, c- coming in and just wanting to learn not not just how to write for our show, but to write in general and to get across that message. Well, wonderful. Well, I'm sorry sorry to have to close up this interview, but how can sure. people best engage with Adventures in Odyssey? What are the different ways? We uh, well get on uh, adventuresinodyssey dot com, and Odyssey is O D Y S S E Y. Adventuresinodyssey dot com, and um, that, that's that's our website. You, there's some free episodes if you've never heard the show before. Uh, uh, and we're also we also have a club. It's sort of like like Netflix in that you you have a subscription and you have access to all 1,000 episodes. And a lot of other material, comic strips and videos and uh, just all, all sorts of different types of things, uh, devotions, uh, life lessons, that kind of stuff. Mm. And it's heard here on yes. 100.7 FM, The Word, I believe at 8 p.m., Monday through Friday. There may yes. be there may be some weekends in there. I know my children, uh, my youngers, uh, not to play off your last name, but my 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 <laughs> a couple of youngers that love to lay in bed uh, before I know, going to sleep I, I love, and I listening love your kids. to that. I love your kids. Yeah, I love you know, it that they, they they're always asking me questions about this, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, they want to come. They want to come uh, down and and meet you down there uh, at some point. Um, we have just a, a, a little bit of time left, and I, I didn't ask you this question before, but do you have a favorite? episode or a favorite character on the show that you'd like to highlight we just did uh and, and this may be recency bias because we just did it a couple of years ago um uh this this arc um that, that about a girl who, who kind of she's a christian and she sort of starts doubting her faith uh and, and her name was olivia and uh and it, it took her through that journey of of um doubting and then what and asking the question how does god prove himself to us. And it was, it was really personal to me. And, and that was, that was a really special uh, series for me. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Marsha Younger, thank you for being with us on Partners in the Gospel. Well, thanks. This was fun. Oh, fantastic. Love to have you on again soon. We'll, we'll talk more adventures in Odyssey and other things. Well, coming up, 
After this uh, quick break on Partners in the Gospel, we have Renee Davis and Sarah Herleman of Village Arts, and we'll be continuing this theme of arts and entertainment in the Christian world, discussing the importance of cultivating a local Christian arts community here in Colorado Springs and elsewhere, and their upcoming play, Abandon the Gladys Alward Story. I'm Chaim Goldman, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact to be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program? maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, Hi, I'm Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Hi, I'm Goldman, the Watchman. Well, we're so happy to have you joining us on our second segment because we have in the studio now Renee Davis and Sarah Herleman of Village Arts. And we're going to be discussing the importance of cultivating a local Christian arts community here in Colorado Springs and everywhere, really, uh, and their upcoming play, Abandon the Gladys Howard Story, June 15th through 17th at Village 7 Presbyterian Church in Colorado Springs. Renee and Sarah, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Hi, thanks for having us. So happy to be here. It's great to have you here. Well, as a little introduction, Renee Davis has been directing and producing stage shows, 55 of them, or, or possibly more, uh, in the Pikes Peak region <laughs> uh, over the past 30 years. She is the founder of Village Arts and is the writer-director of Abandon. In fact, this is the first official play that she has written, and we're going to give you more information about the play in a little <laughs> bit. Sarah Herleman is a brilliant actress who won the Colorado State Thespian Festival, is a local actor and homeschool mom, and is the lead in abandon. So again, welcome here today. Give us a little bit more. Well, Renee, we'll start with you about your background. How did you end up here as the uh, the founder and now directing this play? Well, I have always had this passion for doing theater in an excellent way for multi ages. Not only uh, to come to see it, but also to be in the cast and to do it in a really redemptive and beautiful way. Um, but this time, I'm getting to tell a true story. So I'm really excited about that uh, with this new show. Awesome. And Sarah, your background. Yes. Um, I, I love acting. I grew up acting, and I, I went to college on an acting scholarship. And um, there's just something so wonderful about bringing a story to life. Um, it's when I was in college, it was just hard to do that and really hold fast to Jesus and hold fast to mm-hmm. morals. Um, I got leads that uh, maybe I shouldn't have taken um, because I had to compromise. And, and that really where I was in my faith in college was pivotal for me. I ended up stepping away from my acting scholarship. I ended up going on staff with Young Life and um, totally changing everything around because I didn't know how to grow in Jesus and do this art form that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're talking today about the importance of cultivating a local Christian arts community. And in a lot of ways, a lot of our culture has just been given up to the secular world. Like we feel we don't even have a place in it. We can't do anything about it. Certainly here at Salem, mm-hmm. we're in the media mm-hmm. uh, and, we, and we don't agree with that. And we're, and we're you know, pushing back against 
that culture. But the arts really feels like it was taken over a long time mm-hmm. ago. So what we want to talk about, two, two different things here that are challenges to actually having this community. And the first one is trying to tell stories about faith in a way that is both um, you know entertaining and something that people want to see, but is really uh, authentic. So, um, mm-hmm. R- Renee, as as the writer of this play, you know, what do you see as those challenges? What do you see as the, the outcome when people go to what well, I guess we call today Christian entertainment? Well, it doesn't ring true. It doesn't feel real. Sometimes I don't want to say everything doesn't feel real, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes it doesn't feel real. And so then my thought was, well, then let's just tell real stories. Let's tell true stories of true people and what actually happened to them, because it's more fascinating than anything you could make up. And that's true of this story. So I I began to delve into it and say, what is it that would resonate with people? Um, And how do I say that in a way? And how how do I say that in a way that will be winsome? Mm-hmm. and make the characters believable and come to life. And so I just pull from reality, and that always helps. That right. always helps. It's wonderful because mm-hmm. these testimonies that, and, mm-hmm. and many of us you know, have, if we would tell our own testimonies, which is what we're supposed to do, we're living testimonies mm-hmm. here on the earth, people really can't question them, right? They're not theological. It's not a theological right. argument. Right. And people can say, I don't believe it. You know, that's too good to be true, which we do in fiction, right? Like mm-hmm. you overwrite. But mm-hmm. when it's a testimony, no, mm-hmm. you say, no, this happened. It's documented. It's real. What, what do you say about that before we get into the second issue about, you know, how to make a Christian, and I hate to use the word entertainment, but let's just say that, the Christian arts and, and storytelling authentic? Well, to meditate the testimony, I think, really strengthens us. And so what we're watching on TV, what we're taking in through our eyes, Um, It can pollute us or it can strengthen us. And so to have Christian actors, to have people on screen, on stage, really walking with the Lord, really laying their life down, it's 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 you can see it. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I just I love that you've written this play, Renee, because I think (laughs) it it inspires. We need more writing. We, we, We need more ability to tell stories that honor the Lord and really draw people to the Lord. I think it inspires the next generation to give them courage. Do this, do this, be this, take holds because God is real. And especially as a stage play, this is not, it's not on a screen. It's not on your phone. Um, it's not mm-hmm. pre-recorded. It's happening real mm-hmm. in real time. You're there physically. And there's so much to that, that uh, mm-hmm. and people have given up a lot on stage mm-hmm. shows. And, mm-hmm. and it's so powerful mm-hmm. when you're there uh, in the flesh with the people in the audience. Well, um, Sarah, I want to ask you, because as you mentioned, that, that struggle in college and being part of this community, certainly we see you know, as believers that uh, what we would call the arts and entertainment community has been corrupted, even we might even use the word perverted, and that becomes you know the culture. And so when a person of faith wants to go into there, they either compromise or run away from it, or it's, it's hard to be in there. It's intense. You hear about the stories in Hollywood, even when actors are just conservative, mm-hmm. um, how they're treated. So mm-hmm. um, what's it like, you know, and how, what have you done uh, in order to bring this and be able to have a profession as an actor, as a Christian? Um, I think Village Arts has really been a, a big part of that, giving an outlet. I've, I've done voiceover acting, 
which, you know, is much more straightforward. There's not a lot of compromise there. Um, I really believe that the Lord took me out of acting to deepen my walk with him, that now that I am back, I can embody characters and and really um, work with him um, to bring things to life. But the compromise is real and there's not much out there. Um, if you don't want to compromise. And so mm-hmm. I really stepped mm-hmm. back for a long time because mm-hmm. there wasn't much opportunity. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad for Village Arts because it, it has given a place for us to be able to be bold in our witness of Christ, be bold on stage, while at the same time welcoming in anyone who's really excited about theater and wants to come and be with us, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, because, and, and Renee commented this, is, you know, we don't want it to be just like a class B, <laughs> right, no. or C culture. Right? We're supposed to do everything excellently, right, onto the Lord. And that's that's right. part of our testimony, not right. just the stories we tell, uh, but how we do it. Right. So, so how do we go about <clears throat> not separating ourselves from the arts, but being an excellent example within the arts and having a thriving community in that? How, how have you done that with Village Arts? Well, I think you hit on it. I think it's about community. Part of what we do is to make sure that the people that are working with us and working for us know what they're doing. So we we hire the the lighting, we hire the sound, we hire certain pieces of this so that it is excellent. And we have that always in our mind that no, we're not really going to settle. We're not going to settle. We're going to we're going to go for it. But this but the second piece of that is we also create a community here at Village Arts that that hones people's faith because we we have so many challenges and we wrestled with them together in prayer. We wrestle with them together through the show. We try to tell a redemptive story, even with our Broadway shows that we do. But that's part of. The, that's part of the beauty of it. Well, excellent. Well, let's let's get into because <clears throat> we've been talking about Village Arts. Let's yes. get into the play, uh, abandoned. And it's Gladys. Is, am I pronouncing this right? Is Al, is Al, Alward. 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 Mm-hmm. I've, it's it's spelled A Y L W A R D. So that tripped me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, remember reading about uh, about her uh, many years ago. Um, this play, uh, Bandon, will be performed at Village Seven Presbyterian Church, which is in the Academy in North carefree area of Colorado Springs, June 15th and 16th at 7 p.m., and then June 17th at 2 p.m. Tell us about how you were inspired uh, and how you came about writing this play, and then uh, Sarah, talk to you about being the lead. Oh, she's an amazing lead. Um, She embodies Gladys. This is a woman who was told that she would never make it on the mission field, that she was a, a nobody, really, and that nobody could uh, trust that she would be able to make it um, or learn the language because she was too old. She had, she agreed to do it. All right. So once she got there, she ended up being a foot inspector, an unbinding woman's feet. She ended up causing uh prison reform and and then finally when the japanese invaded during world war ii she had 200 orphans in her care and i will let you find out what happens to them (laughs) that's a true story on stage so what's it like being playing her it's really humbling um it's it's also really encouraging it's really invigorating because her life is so saturated with jesus and to sink my teeth into a role that is 
so glorifying to the Lord is just really encouraging. But um, Ingrid Bergman also played her in the 1958 movie, The End of the Sixth Happiness. Um, and Gladys's life led her to the Lord. She really? flew out to Taiwan um, to meet Gladys, and Gladys died right before she got there. And the woman living with her said, hey, come on into Gladys's room. And Ingrid Bergman walked into Gladys's room and encountered the Lord Jesus, and, and her friend was able to lead her to Jesus. And then Ingrid Bergman, after committing her life to the Lord, died of cancer like four, five, six months later. Really? So it's just powerful. Like, it's it's... It's been really good to get into it. It's been refining to to play this character. Okay, well, wonderful. I hope that you want to go see this play and engage with Village Arts. Uh, Again, this is June 15th and 16th and 17th in Colorado Springs. And you can get more information and buy tickets at VillageArtsCS, VillageArtsCS for ColoradoSprings.org, VillageArtsCS.org. Renee and Sarah. Thank you for joining us on the program today. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to the play. So go to the website, go and see the play Abandoned, and also become part of the Village Arts community because bigger than this play is a thriving Christian arts community here in the Pikes Peak area. Well, that's it for today. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. You've been listening to Partners in the Gospel on 100.7 FM, The Word. Catch all of our episodes in podcast on our website at thewordfm1007.com. Now, my brothers and sisters, get out there and make an impact for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.